0: Welcome to Real Life Mentoring, where we explore real life issues to help you make an authentic difference in the world. Hi, we're Chris and Christina. Welcome back. Today, we're going to be talking about transactional versus relational relationships. That's kind of a tongue twister, but relational relationships. We're going to define that, but first, we're going to give you a little bit of a story. What happened recently? (laughs)
1: <laughs> my youngest daughter asked me a few months ago she said dad tell me some, uh, com- some stories about some conversations you had with your dad and she meant you know real conversations you talk about life and your thoughts and emotions and I, I thought for a moment and I thought for a, a moment again and I said Libby I can't think of any she said oh dad come on I know you have to have, have some memories of conversations with your dad and I said I cannot think of one. I said it was very, I didn't use the word transactional, mm-hmm. but there were there were no real conversations with my, my dad. He would speak to me and at me. Mm. And um, I never thought about that until my daughter asked me that. So you may be listening to this and, and go, you know what? I don't remember uh, really good conversations where I felt like it was a dialogue with my own dad or mom.
0: Yeah. So that's a great That's a great example of a transactional relationship. Well, what are transactional relationships, you ask? (laughs) Well, they happen every day, multiple times a day. The goal here in this transactional relationship is just to get something accomplished, either exchange information, um, conducting business, buying and selling. Um, It's an interaction between two people. There is isn't emotion. They're needed and they're necessary, but often we find ourselves in family relationships that tend to be transactional.
1: I I just had this thought. Uh Have you, well, I know you have. This is not being critical of families, but have you ever been to an extended family event where, meaning that family members from outside your your main family Uh all come together, a family reunion, a Christmas event, and it was transactional yeah (laughs) we exchange you know gifts uh, we have good food uh, but the conversation remains at a very surface level sure I imagine this happens in a lot of families so maybe that discourages you but you're not alone if that's that's the case it happens in every family does it happen in every family I don't know but it happens in many families,
0: right? And usually in transactional um, relationships, there is very, very little risk. There's only the passing of informational or information. So, transactional relationships can turn into relational, but it takes a deeper level of commitment and a deeper level of of risk. So, let's just give some examples. So, when I go to the grocery store, I'm chatting with the cashier behind the counter and it's a transactional relationship hi how are you just fine weather's hot sure is bye that's a transactional relationship
1: you made me think when we first moved to austria yeah we had to learn german sure. and so i we went to language class and german was very difficult for me uh-huh. in the beginning so i thought when i go to the grocery store i'm going to memorize a statement or two that i can ask the cashier
0: and how did that go And so
1: i said uh, which means how are you doing today uh-huh. the cashier looked at me like I was from another planet right. no response other than no verbal response other than a disgusted look on her face right. and totally ignored what I said I yeah. left there assuming I had missed um, mispronounced something or said the wrong thing
0: right you were trying to be relational in a transactional setting
1: Yes, so I tried it another time at another grocery store. Same thing. So I asked some American friends later who knew German, who had been living there ahead of time. Guys, what am I saying wrong? And they said, why would you ask that in this culture? I said, what do you mean? As you said, they were basically saying this is a transactional culture in that setting, a cashier... Does not want you to know how they're really doing. It doesn't
0: make sense. Right. So being culturally aware. Right. But even in our own settings at work, um, if you're my coworker, I may not be real relational with you just because of the nature of the job. I'm, I'm not going to be super chatty um, given my personality. If I'm given a task, I've got eight hours. I'm getting paid for eight hours. I'm not going to be real chatty. I may be more rela- or, uh, transactional in a job situation. But now get me, you know, after hours we'll go grab a salad or whatever. Then I can engage in a more relational um
1: Relationship. relationship. Right,
0: right, right. (laughs) That's a tongue twister. So just being aware. And I think what happens is we, let's go back to that extended family situation. You know, you go and you only are around people once a year, whatever. You only see them for, you know, birthdays, whatever. Oftentimes our expectation is, man, it's Thanksgiving. I'm going to have this great relational conversation and it only stays transactional. Well, you've set yourself up for big time failure, heartache, depression. D-
1: disappointment. Right. And I've done that before, sure. but then you you learn over time, you know, if I go in with the wrong expectations, it will not be like I hope it will be. And right. so I'll go in and we'll have nice conversation and it, it may be surface and that needs to be okay in this setting.
0: Right, and so I think just being aware of, you know, what this person—they are only comfortable with transactional, and I'm a pusher. I like to push. Like, will they go relationally with me?
1: <laughs> that surprises me. I know I do that. Yeah, but that I
0: surprises think... you about me?
1: Yeah, it does. That you would push someone from a, to go into from a transactional to a well, our pushing relational? looks
0: very different. I might say, hey, so. You're an empty nester now. How does that feel for you? Oh,
1: I see what you're saying. I'm pushing. Okay.
0: I'm pushing to find out if they'll give me something more than service conversation. that's true.
1: Okay, I see that.
0: See? Yeah. Yeah. So I think knowing where people are at, being a really good reader of people, um, and knowing going into a situation, okay, this is going to be transactional. I can push for deeper. It may not happen, and being okay with that, what... We are saying though, it's important that not every relationship in your life be transactional. You've got to have, we believe you were created for relational relationships. So let's bridge over into defining kind of what that looks like. So these relationships are tied to connectedness. They engage the emotion. It engages the more personal side of a person. There's risk involved. Um, I'm sharing things that could be close to my deepest, darkest secrets. I'm trusting it's going to be received well. Anything else on that in terms of relational relationships?
1: Because we are a mentoring um, podcast, yeah, and it involves it encompasses many every aspect of a person at some point. Sure. Um, if you're a mentor, if you want to be a mentor, you need a mentor. Uh, understand that in the beginning it probably will be transactional unless you already know the person well. And that's okay, but I can promise you this. The way um, authentic mentoring works, you really get to know the person because you you discover their story over time. And we've talked about this in other podcasts, and we'll talk about it more. But what that does, when you hear someone's story and you, you treat it with respect, that begins to uh, um, transition that relationship from a transactional one to a relational one.
0: Okay, so let's stop here for a second. So when we talk about desiring deeper relationships, desiring connectedness with a person, we're always coming from this mentoring perspective. But what about you who are listening going, you know what, how do I, I'd like to take some of my transactional relationships deeper. How does that happen? Well, I have a story. (laughs) Um, There's a girl at church that I met and I actually met her a couple of years ago. It was a, hi, this is what you do. Hi, this is what I do. Very transactional. Uh, We were cordial. Um, Then there was a situation where um, after church we were talking and she said something about having a rough day and I was like, oh, what was rough about it? And boom, she changed the dynamics of the rate, this transactional relationship. She shared some things that she'd been struggling with during the week. She took a risk and I took her bait. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, do you want to get together and have coffee and talk about it? Yes. Well, fast forward, we are very relational. We're in a relational relationship. We've both taken risks, there is a deep level of trust, there's connectedness. So if you're in a transactional relationship and you wanna take it deeper, there's hope, yeah.
1: I recently, excuse me, had a meeting with um, a leader of an organization whom I'd never met before. And I went into the meeting thinking purely transactional. I didn't have that, that term in my mind, but I did not expect such a relational connection Um, because of her giftedness, I believe with people, I walked in that office and I felt um, safe. I felt, it just felt right to be there. Mm -hmm. And so we spent, because of her uh, initiative with me, uh, we spent the first one and a half hours uh, talking about relational aspects Mm -hmm. and getting to know one another. Mm To see, are we going to work together? Right. Some Is there capacity. a partnership here? It's yeah. a partnership. Right. And then the last hour was, was pretty much transactional. Right. Uh, that doesn't happen probably a lot of the times. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't necessarily have to. But it was just interesting as I think about the difference in transactional and relational relationships. I did not expect
0: that uh, in that meeting. Right. There's a lot of factors that go into... Um, especially with first meetings or with coworkers or any situation, even family members, it really depends a lot on a person's personality. Um, if they're way, way, way introverted, they may they may desire relational relationships, but they may not go there quickly. Um, it makes me think of years and years and years ago we were acquainted. With a couple, we had so much in common, same life stage, children were the same ages. And I assumed because of their dynamic outward, what they projected that we'd have this relational relationship. But for all the years that we were running in the same circles, it always remained transactional. Would would you say that's true? You know what I'm talking about. It it did. And that
1: bothered me initially, but honestly, it doesn't have to because, um, we cannot everyone cannot be a relational relationship in our lives.
0: And you can't force that.
1: If yeah, if it's forced it Yeah. It doesn't work. It's not I, an It, authentic just, does, it relationship. just doesn't work.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think some things sometimes we have these expectations family members. Um, maybe people were you know, if you're in a book club or whatever, oh, because we share this common thing, it'll be easier to have relational relationships and i don't think i think that's a myth that needs to be busted because a lot of times um what i run across a lot um people's relationships with their parents have remained transactional for years and years and years because of all kinds of different reasons and not that that's okay but that's okay does that make sense
1: I don't know. What do you mean it's okay?
0: Well, I'm thinking of somebody who every time they had wanted to take something deeper with a parent, they were shut down, either deflected or they weren't seen or heard. And so this person just never tried to engage deeper other than surface conversation, transactional relationship.
1: Maybe you you meant, do you mean you have to just... Let it be okay. Because, it's got to be okay. Right. It will, is that okay in will, theory? No. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, God has has the family. The family is very important to God. And um, when parents' relationships with children and vice versa, when it's only transactional, it causes disruption in the family in some ways. It's not as healthy as it could be. It's not as enjoyable as it could be. Yeah. Is that fair to say? Yeah. It's not as meaningful. Um, and... I can say I grew up in that type of home, and and God has made it okay. He's given me other relationships that I can have that with. Right. Um, what else, Christine, on this topic comes to mind?
0: Well, if you know anything about the Enneagram, <laughs> Chris is an eight. He's a Challenger, and so as we were preparing for this, you were like, "I want to give a challenge. What is your challenge?" What is my
1: challenge? Well, what if you um, are the one um, in a relationship you want to you go? I want I want to take this transactional relationship and I want to develop it into a relationship relational relationship. Mm -hmm. You can do things like um, simply ask someone some of their story. Hey, Mm -hmm. tell me about some of your story. Mm -hmm. We like talking about ourselves. Okay, let's let's it helps us feel known.
0: (laughs) If some random person asks me to tell me part of their story I'm probably not going to
1: right I'm not okay let me clarify I'm not talking about in the grocery store but let's say you have a relationship with someone it's transactional on the job yeah it's an ongoing connection that's what I guess I, I meant to say okay. where my brain was going right you see this person on a regular semi-regular basis and you go you know what I think there's great potential here maybe we've only talked spoken about work or sport or something. Again, not a random person on the street, but someone ongoing connected, uh, a connected uh, possibility, then ask them some uh, part of their story. Um, Right.
0: And I would say share part of your story first.
1: Okay. That's fair. Yeah. And uh, that that tends to get people talking Mm -hmm. uh, more below the surface. Uh, When you share a weakness, if you have the courage to do that, that helps people to see you as um, real. Real as how I can, maybe I can relate to this person more than I realized. Mm-hmm. It's interesting how our um, our weaknesses, our struggles, our sins, when we're honest about them, it opens up people's minds and hearts to us yeah. in some ways that it didn't happen before, which opens the door for developing a transactional relationship into a relational one.
0: Yeah. And like we said before, we believe that we were made for relationships, deep, meaningful, authentic relationships. And so anything else before we wrap up?
1: Um, when you and I first met, yes. we talked about this earlier. <laughs> uh, the first time we met, was it relational? Or was it transactional?
0: It was transactional, but, but I wanted, you, it, to wanted it to be. You wanted
1: it to be a relational much sooner than I did because I was,
0: and that's a whole other podcast. It is. I
1: was nervous, really nervous. <laughs> I wanted a relational relationship,
0: right? But you kept it transactional. But I kept
1: it transactional for a while right. just to try to figure things out. Right. That is a whole nother podcast. So. <laughs> All
0: right. Well, in wrapping up today, transactional relationships, they are needed and necessary. Um, they happen many times a day, but there's very little risk involved. You're only passing information. However relational relationships, those are the ones that are are tied to connectedness. There's more risk involved. We believe we were created for relational relationships. So if you like what you've heard today, we just encourage you to jump on um, Fahrenheit mentoring.org jump on the podcast tab and if you'd like to donate to keep this content coming we will be happy to do so so as always thank you for listening